Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 209 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Too many tabs open on your laptop? Five tips for web browser efficiency. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this episode isn't to judge how many tabs you have open, but it is meant to help you become more efficient while you're doing work on your laptop. I recently asked in Master Shopkeepers how many tabs members generally have open, and the responses varied from, I don't know, the the median seemed to be eight to 10, and then someone jokingly said 178. I can't even imagine. My brain would shut down. But it did vary, and it seems like everyone has their own preference. One group member said, I have so many open, but it doesn't matter to me one bit. It's comforting to know I have quick access. It's It also kind of serves as a rolling to-do. My husband, on the other hand, refuses to use my laptop. And then another group member joked and said, how many can be open at once before you lose everything? Final answer. The responses are funny, but I expected that, right? And then the one thing for sure that I've learned is that our brains all work really differently. I also asked what their browser of choice is, and more than half, I think it was around 67%, use Chrome like me. And then I would say Safari and Firefox followed, but mostly Chrome. Personally, I use a MacBook, but prefer Chrome over Safari. Even prior to my work with Savvy Shopkeeper, I spent a lot of time on my laptop doing work for my store. In fact, Karen, my sister, who I owned the store with, she would joke that I was like the cat in the meme that you often see typing furiously on the laptop. And I'm sitting here as I'm doing this, like typing like that crazy cat. (laughs) And yes, that is me. That's the way I roll. When it comes to web browser work, versus using apps, I definitely prefer being on my laptop. Some of the group members talked about how much they use their phones and how many tabs they have open in their browser on their phones. My husband, he can do so much on his phone. He actually doesn't prefer to work on a laptop. It doesn't bother him at all, but not me. If I'm searching, if I'm reading articles, if I'm doing research, especially if I'm planning travel or booking flights and then any kind of uh, educational work, resource creation, mapping things out of my brain, it I would never use a phone for it. I just can't do it. I just don't want to do that work on my phone. I prefer a bigger screen and using a browser on my laptop. And then as I worked on this episode, I realized that one big reason is that I have created a lot of efficiency in my Chrome browser, which is probably why I wanted to share this episode with you. You all know I love systems, and that's what this is. It's about creating a system and efficiency for yourself. If you prefer your phone, no problem. If you prefer to have 50 tabs open, no problem. You do what works for you. 
If you're looking for some browser tips and becoming more efficient doing whatever it is that you do, then let's get started on this episode. And the first is keyboard shortcuts. When I say keyboard shortcuts, it means taking a combination of keys on your keyboard to do a function. So let me share an example. Common ones will include like Control, Command, and T to open a new tab. And when I share these shortcuts, these are MacBook specific, but we'll link some helpful articles so that you can find shortcuts for whatever PC or whatever kind of laptop you use. Control, Command, and W will close a tab. Control, Command, and the Tab button will help you switch between tabs. Control, Command, and L will help you focus on that, will send you to the address bar. So the, this, the bar where you type in a URL, it will highlight that. So you don't have to actually grab your mouse and highlight that bar. This is something I actually wanna get better. Keyboard shortcuts are actually something that I want to get better at. When I worked in the crime analysis unit for the police department, and let me clarify, crime analysis is not the same as crime scene investigation. I didn't go out on scene to swipe for blood, to get DNA or anything like that. What I did was more analytical. It was behind a computer. It involved spreadsheets, databases, mapping software. Now you're going to you're slowly learning why I love this type of work. But I remember when I was in that unit, I admired the keyboard shortcut skills of a colleague. He was a master at this and he rarely touched the mouse next to his keyboard. He used keyboard shortcuts to navigate everything between software programs, within software programs, to toggle between tabs that were open on his browser. And trust me, he had a lot open on his computer with multiple screens. It was magical in in the most nerdy way. Now, I do have some shortcut favorites, but I know I can learn and use so many more. So another example of one is the command and spacebar. According to the Timing app, and we'll link this article in the show notes, one of the most important Mac system keyboard shortcuts is the command and spacebar, and that opens the spotlight function. This is a real efficient way to open apps, find files, search the web, and even do calculations and conversions. And I really think that most of us don't even use the spotlight, the spotlight function on our MacBooks. Command plus C is common. This is the function to undo something you just did. I think a lot of us know that one. But Command Y is the one that I forget the most because it will redo the undo. Command Y. Now, if you click on the Option button plus the Delete button, or I think on a PC it's Control and Backspace, it will delete a full word at a time. That way you're not hitting the backspace or delete button over and over, especially if it's a long word. Command and arrow down is one I actually use often, especially when I work with one-on-one coaching clients because I take a lot of notes when I talk to them. And let's say after a year of working with a client, that can be 20, 30, 40 pages of notes. So when I open up their Google Doc to start taking notes on a new call, all I have to do is hit the command and arrow down button, and that takes me all the way down to the bottom of the file where I left off. 
Some of you are, might be mind blown right now where you're thinking, oh my gosh, I take the mouse and I just scroll and scroll and scroll until the bottom. Anyhow, remember the shortcuts I'm mentioning are for Mac users, but we'll link some helpful articles in the show notes to help you find other helpful shortcuts depending on the type of laptop that you use. And I know I mentioned that earlier, but some of you might be listening to me at this point and thinking, wow, I really underutilize these shortcuts when I'm working on my laptop. So we just want to be as helpful as possible. All right, tip number two is bookmark management. When I'm referring to bookmarks, if you're in Chrome, for example, there's a little star icon where you type in a URL that you can select the star, and that's the way that you bookmark something. And bookmark means it's just saving it so that you have easy access to it in the future. It could be a login page for a website. If you're in Master Shopkeepers, maybe you've bookmarked the Shopkeepers Academy because that's where all the resources are for, for the group membership. But bookmarks, for me, I use them all the time. It's common. And I will most likely do a whole podcast episode on this topic. But my best tip for you is to use the bookmark bar. And this is the row of bookmarks that you can visually see while you have Chrome open. This is ideal for your most visited web pages. And then you can use the rest of the bookmark function where you can organize your bookmarks or put them into folders. But for me, the most common ones go in the bookmark bar because I just want to visually see them and click on them immediately without having to go into folders. So if you're new to using bookmarks, maybe you've never used them. As you start to build a collection of bookmarks, yes, definitely use folders to keep them organized because by the time you know it, you might have 200 bookmarks and then you have to scroll through to find the one that you're looking for. That kind of takes away the purpose of a bookmark, right? It's just too time consuming. If bookmarks, your current collection, if they're overwhelming you, I recommend that you give yourself a set amount of time to clean them up. So maybe 30 minutes of dedicated time in the upcoming week to get some of them organized. Or maybe you're like, okay, Kathy, I'm going to tell myself that I want to get them all organized. I'm going to give myself a quiet hour to get that done. But my best tips for the bookmarks bar is to shorten the title or completely remove the title, especially if you're familiar with the logo of the website that you're visiting. For example, do I really need to see the word Facebook next to the logo in my bookmark bar? No, I know the Facebook logo. I just can click on it by immediately seeing the logo. I don't need to see the word next to it. So you will be able to fit a lot more in your bar if you just remove the name or if you rename those bookmarks with something shorter. So for example, my Trello account. I have it bookmarked in the bar and I think it had a long title before and I just renamed it to SS Trello, Savvy Shopkeeper Trello. The Master Shopkeepers Facebook group. I have that in the menu, specifically the group itself, and it just has the initials MSK so that I know, yes, for sure it's Facebook, but it's in particular the group that I'm visiting if I click on that icon. So you can do this with all of the all of the bookmarks in your bar. 
And what I love about it is it, instead of only being able to see six in the bookmark bar, I can have access to 20 because I've eliminated all of the extra words or letters. All right, tip number three is tab management. So like I mentioned earlier, I usually only have, like if I look at my lap, if I look at Chrome right now, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six tabs open. But for those of you who have 30, 40 tabs open, you can actually group them. I had one Master Shopkeepers member who said, I have them grouped, shop tabs, biz tabs, personal tabs. So again, if you have ton of tabs open, you can organize them in that way. I never have to use the grouping function. And I'll admit I'm not a fan of grouping tabs. It might be because my brain kind of taps out at 10, so I don't really need it. But the one tool that I do love is the tab retitle Chrome extension. So if you don't know, you can actually add extensions to Chrome to make the use of Chrome more efficient, I guess, or user-friendly for you. So it's called the Tab Retitle Chrome extension. I like being able to rename what it says in the tab, especially the five to 10 tabs that I tend to have open. We'll have the Tab Retitle Chrome extension linked in the show notes, but Chrome extensions are usually free. You do have to, you do have to connect it to your Chrome, if you go to your main menu for Chrome, you'll see something that says like extensions or add extensions. And we will link the Chrome web store in the show notes for this episode. So you can see I probably have 10 to 12 extensions that I use. I don't use all of them all the time, but the tab retitle extension is one that I do use because sometimes what the tab shows for me, it doesn't like resonate. Well, what, it, what is that tab for? So I want to be able to rename it. So I love that I can rename it. And I didn't even know I could do that until a few months ago. If you're visual like me, this Chrome extension is going to help you. Tip number four is a, using a password manager. You can use a password manager to securely store and manage your login credentials for multiple websites. And that eliminates the need to remember or type all of those usernames and passwords repeatedly. I have to say, if you don't use a password manager, I'm not sure how you function, seriously. Like maybe you have a good system for yourself and if you do, I wanna hear about it, but there's no way my brain could remember all of the usernames and password combinations for every single website I log into. There's hundreds, both personal and professional. So the password manager that I use is called LastPass. There are others that exist, but LastPass is the one that I use. It helps that it has a Chrome extension. So this is again, one of the Chrome extensions I use. So it's easy for me to access and navigate with just a click of an icon in my Chrome browser when I'm logged in. LastPass stores all usernames and passwords specific to a URL. So for instance, if you go to Farrah's website and you're on their login page, LastPass will auto-populate your username and password into the fields. You don't have to type them in. It automatically gets thrown into those fields. You don't have to think about what is your username, what is your password. You don't have to find the login details. 
This tool is incredibly helpful. I don't know what I would do without it. So LastPass does have a free version and I use the free version for a really long time, but it also has a paid version and it's super affordable. So paid plans, I think mine is like $4 a month and knowing me, I probably pay the annual rate to save some money, but we'll have it linked in the show notes. Last, L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. Tip number five, limit notifications. Now, this tip isn't specific to a browser, but it is a helpful tip when browsing. Disable, you can disable unnecessary notifications from websites so that you can avoid interruptions. And in order for me to be as efficient and focused as possible, I turn off almost all notifications on both my phone and my laptop. Generally, the only notification I can hear is from Google Calendar, but that's to keep me on task and on schedule because Google Calendar, that's another tool I don't know what I would do without, especially since my client and Zoom calls are a priority. And showing up on time is extremely important to me, whether I'm hosting Master Shopkeepers group calls, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm, I'm, I'm hosting a challenge and I'm doing that on Zoom, showing up on time is important. So I think that's the only one that I can actually hear a notification for. You can turn off notifications or you can use functions like Focus on a Mac, where you can customize this for your style, but you can also use the do not disturb function. And then I think you could even like set a time limit, but because I generally just have all notifications turned off, I don't really use focus or the do not disturb, but those do exist and you can set a time limit for them. I have a couple of coaching clients, one-on-one coaching clients who will do this and I hear them say it at the beginning of our call. They'll say, oh, wait a minute, I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna go into focus mode or put do not disturb on because they don't wanna get all of the interruptions while we're on our call. So, okay, it's time to wrap this episode up. We spend a lot of time on our devices, I know me included. And in order for me to be effective with my time and efficient with my devices, it really is helpful for me to learn and utilize some of these tools and tricks. You might not think it makes that much of a difference, but it does. Seconds turn into minutes and those minutes turn into hours and that's hours of saved time every year. And it makes a difference to me. So make sure if you don't use any of these tools that I've mentioned, if you listened and the, and maybe tech is a little bit hard for you or it takes a little time for you to embrace these things or for you to learn about them, don't feel shame around going back and listening. And what I would recommend, go back and listen while you're in front of your laptop and click and practice and listen to the tips that I share and sign up for the tools that I recommend if you think they'll be helpful to you. But I know for me, sometimes learning is visual and it helps me to be in front of the laptop in this case. So again, if your brain is resisting, like I have no idea what you're just talking about, Kathy, or I wish I was in front of my computer, then go ahead and just re-listen to the episode and give yourself the 20 minutes to sit in front of your laptop while you listen. It'll be really helpful. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. If you found this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a retail business friend or really any business friend, especially if they spend a lot of time on their laptop. 
or leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. You all know I genuinely appreciate it when you do that. If you want to see the show notes to this episode, because we will have some helpful articles linked, you'll visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 209 at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 209. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.